Turn on that radio and back you. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. you by true car we are live we are live tampa florida tampa, florida baby Auto dealer live. what's that february february yes it is it's well into february next week's valentine's day man it is it is it, it is fact, that time uh, oh you got a heart look at that hey got a little something something when i walked into the uh to the room today so that was kind of cool oh lewis lewis gave it to you lewis did that was not me <laughs> well i don't see anybody else in the room and it wasn't me <laughs> all right all right, man. <laughs> All right, welcome to Auto Dealer Live. I hope you guys are ready for an outstanding show today. I am show. most certainly ready for a great show. Mr. Cripps, how about I, you? I am too, man. It's tax season, and we're going to be talking about it today. We're going to be talking about downstroke, too. Downstroke, you wonder what this conversation was about. You know, we're not, uh, we're going to be talking about all things that happened in the first quarter that you can't really get back. You know, one of the things in the car business, Dave, um, that we hear, you know, it's been this way forever. And it's more, I think, prevalent today, or is it? And that's the question I think we want to ask you, the audience. We want to ask our es- experts, and we'd like to have you weigh in on it. I mean, what part does downstroke, you know, p- play today? You know, I know it's important, but, I mean, is it, is, it, is, it the, is it the deal killer, you know, like sometimes in the past it's said? And I, I'd like to – I'm really curious about what our audience thinks about this because I think there's opinions from all sides, right? I'm sure we'll hear them. And uh, I can tell you right now, I think downstroke is as powerful as it's ever been. Cash down, cash is king, cash equals gross. That's not going to change. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. And, you know, but it, it, there's a lot of, but I think that at the same time, I agree with you, at the same time, I think down, I think downstroke, down payment money, you know, obviously is, is better than not having it. And I think nobody would argue with that. I think I think one of the questions here, maybe it's the next phase question, is not just is is downstroke important, is downstroke as 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 necessary a, a part piece of the puzzle in today's uh, deal when we're structuring deals, but more importantly, maybe Dave, mm-hmm. is. Um, have we gotten away from getting the cash down? Have we gotten away from even asking for the cash down? Well, yeah, have we gotten away from any of those things? I think it's yeah, and I think it actually I think it actually it actually uh, flips over to a bigger question or maybe concern you know in the car business today. And I think that it, it, with a lot of things, because it, here's where I was going, because customers would prefer to not put money down, dealers would prefer to have money down because it you know the lenders would like that and it makes it a lot easier and you don't have to ask for favors you don't have to work scenarios out i mean it makes it really clean but if you ask somebody if i looked at you as a customer and i said you know and you i wasn't trying to sell you i'm talking to you as a friend hey dave you're going to buy that car you're not a car guy right let's just say hey would you prefer to put 
$2,000 down or would you prefer to put not $2,000 down? I'm, I'm going to go with the not. Yeah, and nobody is going <laughs> to choose to put money down. So the question I think, and this is kind of where I think you were going with it, is do we ask for it, but why don't we if we do not? It does it, it does, are we giving into the customer? Do we not know how to overcome that? Do we not know how to position right. ourselves right for that? And, and maybe even further, do we not understand ourselves what cash down does for the client? Mm. So, you know, I'd be I'd be interested also in asking too. And again, weigh in today on Facebook. We have Frank Webb, Cleveland, Cleveland Canova, Kevin Campbell. What's up, Kevin? Patrick O'Brien is going to be on the show. Yes, and he's going to drop knowledge bombs today. Both. Tyler Grant, Albert Molina, Joe Cup. What's up? What's up, Mr. Molina? Aaron Scarborough, Bobby Heron, Dave. Uh, listen, so I guess my question would be when going to the desk too, right? Yes. That salesperson that doesn't know how, the, how to overcome the objection. I can see a desk manager that's been doing this since Moby Dick was a minnow, right? And, and they just assume that everybody knows, but they do a crappy job of training and, and equipping their salespeople. So the salesperson that doesn't know how to overcome that comes to the desk and approaches it with, a, they don't want to put money down. And they're already on the customer's side with that. Right. And so the sales manager, because it's a lack of training, because they don't right. know how, because they never took time to teach them, gets mad and aggravated. And there's that dynamic going on. And really, the frustration should not be there. It, yeah. should, it should have never happened. It's, it's, it's very common. And, and for, it is. And for desk <clears throat> managers, look, here's what I would say. You know, we... Uh, we and it's easy for me to sit here and, and obviously preach because uh, we talk about all the things that it, sometimes I feel like maybe we're telling everybody they're not doing the right things. We know that so many of you watching are doing the right things. Yeah. Um, however, there are some where this dynamic does exist that we were just talking about, and and I would just encourage any sales manager out there that you have a responsibility to groom a young salesperson. Dave, you do it every day here at IPD, what's the old saying, you know, like, you, you know, do it for them, do it with them, and then celebrate them doing it. And But, but most importantly, from a desk manager's perspective, Dave, if I'm sitting here on the desk, and I've got a group of salespeople and some new salespeople that I'm grooming, right? I understand that when I can get them equipped, not only are they going to be more powerful, more confident, more effective, the client's going to have a better experience, and we at the desk, it's going to make our job easier to have the salesperson who is going through the right processes, being able to share with the customer those types of things. And it shouldn't, it should get to a point where it doesn't even seem like I'm trying to overcome something. What I'm yeah. doing is sharing some ways, Dave, to buy this car, to have the best outcome, the things that would be in your favor, let you make the decision, but you've got to know how to present it's that. It's called process. Absolutely. I mean, it's just called Absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, but the thing is, is that it's so, you're, it's not blaming the salesperson. It's not blaming them. It's, it's, it's look, we're in this together and it, yeah. it comes down to really, you know, making sure, first of all, I think that just like AA or anything out there, you got to realize there's a problem and you're right. We're not beating it over the head. If you're watching this show today, chances are that you're watching this show because either you stumbled on it, maybe, okay, welcome, or you watched the show and you're someone who believes in applying best practices and, like Dave said, you're doing this. However, you also mentioned that we train our people, for instance, every day. I don't train our people because they suck. I train our people so they don't suck. Right. You know, I don't train. I don't train our people every day. We had uh, we had a session this morning where maybe ten minutes where we just kind of in locker roomish. You know, we're in the sales room, we're in the training room, just kind of called the guys together, and we went over. We discussed 
being perceptive and we discussed sales awareness. I would really say that this has to do with sales awareness because the reality is you have to be, you have to have sales awareness. You have to know where you are and you have to know what's going on. And, uh, and I think that if you, if you plan on being successful in sales, car sales or, you know, uh, tutu sales, I guess, whatever you're selling, you've got to be aware of the sale and what's going on around you. And I think yeah. that's really what it comes down to. But my guys don't suck. But what I'm doing is I'm, listen, I'm pointing it out every day because what happens is we get stuck. Mm-hmm. We go through motion sometimes and we, you know, and it can, it can be caused and it can stem from multiple things. It could come from having a really, really good month and being right. comfortable and that comfort zone makes you relaxed and you begin to cut out basics. Then you go, then all of a sudden cutting out the basics affects your next step in a week and a half or two weeks later into the first part of the month where you had a killer month last month. You're just kind of coasting, not because you suck, because you got away from things. And I guess we could leave them alone or we could say, hey, I noticed you're getting away from some things. Right, right. And it's so easy. It's easier to get away from it than to to stay on it. But you know, that's the thing about the daily, you know, those daily little exercises, because I would argue this too, Dave, even if you are efficient, when just when we start talking about it, you know, when we start bouncing it off each other, it starts getting like, we get fired up like, okay, let's just go, man. Fired, man. Let's do it. You know, yeah, absolutely. So you know what? You can drift or you can drive, right? You can drift or you can drive. I want to drive. I don't want to drift. You can drift or drive. And if you drift, you're going to drift towards complacency. If you drive, you're going to drive towards clarity, right? That's really what it comes down to. Look, if you had a good month last month, then applaud yourself. We had a record month. January was obviously the record month of this year. Why? Because we haven't finished a second month yet. But also January, this January, we beat every month last year. So it was an incredible month. But guess what? If we rely on what we've done and what and only what we've done, then we're going to drift towards complexity. I know that sounds weird because yeah. drifting doesn't take anything, right? right. Complexity is, is complicated. So that, that doesn't really, if you think about that, it doesn't really make any sense, right? Something that takes nothing, right? Just sitting on a raft and drifting will take you to a complex and complicated place. Something that takes effort, drive, will take you to a place of clarity. Mm. Isn't that crazy? Come on now. So you want peace? <laughs> then drive. Drive today, have peace Preacher. tomorrow. You want complication? Then just lay back on that wrap, baby. And then just say, you know what? I had a really good January. But like, oh crap, there's a waterfall of February. Ah! <laughs> oh, Sorry, Mr. Mortgage Man. <laughs> All right. Hey, look, we got a great show ahead. We're going to be talking about this subject, cash down. What's going on with the downstroke? Do we have an opportunity uh, in tax season? What does that look like? We'll probably get into a little bit of subprime. We have an amazing guest list. Mm -hmm. Should we tell them who they are now or should we wait till we come back? Whatever you want to do, baby. Let's do it, man. Hey, we've got Mike Phillips, digital marketing and business develop executive at McCloskey Motors. We've got El Patron. Is it Patron or Patron? I thought he was a tequila salesperson. I did too. Patron. Patron. Or a cigar. What is a cigar? I thought he was was a cigar roller. That's like a cigar maker. I was going to. The boss. But it's cigar, right? The Patron cigars or something, right? Yeah. No, Patron's tequila. Tequila. Yeah. I don't drink. Tequila. These guys are amazing. Who else? Uh, I love these names. General Manager at Brooklyn Mitsubishi. That's El Patron. We got Patrick O'Brien. He's a friend of the show. He's been on set with us, co-hosted with us before. Director of Internet mm. Sales at Eddie's Chevrolet Cadillac. And most importantly, we have the Auto Dealer Live audience that we're going to ask yes, to call do. in today. 813-574-1820. This can't happen without you guys. We want to hear your opinion. I want you to, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to throw these guys in a fire with your questions. I want you to challenge them with, with what you want to know. I want you to say, guys, 
I, look, I know you're doing it right now. I know you're crushing it right now, and I need your help, and I, want, I, I really, really want to know how to do this. What if we all walk out of here today with some actionable steps to make us better? What do you say? I, I think that's the goal of every show. So Hey, I'm going to do one last thing, too. i got an event coming up. Those of you that are coming, first of all, real quick, to Digital Dealer in Tampa. Okay, we're going to have a show next week, right, Lou? Frank Lopes will be in studio. Frank Lopes is the master of ceremonies for Digital Dealer this year. Uh, he is an awesome friend of the show. And I'm going to be doing the opening keynote with an incredible panel of dealers. Dave, I know you'll be there too. Yes. And then we're going to be doing, I'm also going to be doing a workshop and a bunch of things going on there. And so we'll be there, right? It's the 10th, 11th, and 12th. But I'm, and so we're going to have a show next week where I think we're going to be giving away some tickets and doing some special things. And it's going to be a little Lovebird type deal going on. It's called the Lovebird Special. Lovebird Special. But here's what I want to tell you about today. 10. All I'm going to do is 10 right now. On my Facebook page, right here where this show is, is airing, down below, there's an event. It's not automotive. It is entrepreneurial. It's millennial event called Influence Orlando. My buddy Eddie Perez, he is a young entrepreneur that is off the chain, works a lot with IPD here. He is uh, working in conjunction with him. I'm keynoting this event. It's one night. It's 645 on the 12th. So if you, automotive community, are going to be in Orlando already, it's free to you. 10 people today. I'm going to give away 10 tickets. If you'd like to come, I want you to call in. If you want to come to Influence Orlando, it is, there's 150 seats, period. It, it's literally by tomorrow will be completely done because it's free. That's right? April, April 12th. April 12th. I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. going to be the, the, the night of the last day of Digital Dealer. If you, if you want to hang out a little bit longer and, and come and, again, be in the room with some incredible uh, millennial entrepreneurs and you want those tickets, then I want you to call in 813-574-1820 and uh, we'll, give, we'll give 10 of those away today. What do you say, Dave? I think that's awesome. Right, there'll be a hot ticket. Trust me. It will trust me, be there'll be a hot ticket. ticket. Yeah, I'll be out front scalping if you guys don't make it uh, to, you know, in, in soon enough. So, All right, cool. Well, hey, I think it's uh, time for us to go to our quick break. We'll be right back. You're watching Auto Dealer Live. Let's bring our guest on. We're back, Auto Dealer Live. I'm Dave Villa here with... Dave Cribs. Boom, shakalaka. Let's do Come this on. thing. Mike Phillips, Digital Marketing and Business Development Executive at McCloskey Motors. Uh, we have El Patron, Rudy T, General Manager at Brooklyn Mitsubishi, and soon to be Kia. We have Patrick O'Brien, Director of Internet Sales. Is that right? Is that accurate, right? That's current? That is right. All right, Director of Internet Sales at Eddie's Chevrolet Cadillac. I want to make sure I got that right. Eddie's Chevrolet Cadillac. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We're ecstatic, man, to talk about the, our favorite thing, that's selling cars. We're talking about down payment. How important is it today? Obviously, cash is king, but is it, is it, is it all that it's hyped up to be, man? Is there a way out around it, how we train our guys properly. Dave, I'm going to throw it to you, man. Yeah, let's go to Mike. Mike, uh, you know, thanks, thanks by the way, for uh, being on the show today. We appreciate having you on. We know you've uh, engaged a lot uh, socially with us uh, leading up to this. But let me ask you this. You know, when we're talking about this cash down thing, first of all, is it as necessary in today's market uh, to have cash down, to go for the cash down? And then I guess the next question, if you, if you don't mind, is, you know, are we equipped now to work cash down? Are we working cash down like we should be if it's necessary? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me on. I sure appreciate it. And um, th- so the two-part question, I'm, I'm really excited to be on here today. Uh, yes, I think yeah. cash down is as important as it's ever been. I, I mean, I don't think it's ever going to become unimportant. And for us, we work in a store. We do you know, 50% subprime, near prime, and then then 50% prime. So I think especially 
where it becomes more relevant is when you're dealing with a, a near prime customer, a, a subprime customer, it puts you into a position because a lot of times uh, that bank will not allow the financing of, you know, for example, taxes. They're not going to go from retail book. And so I, I think that's, that's extremely relevant in the environment that I'm in. And I do think it's going to be dependent some on the store and the relationship with lenders also. I mean, the, it, just what works for my store, I, I can't blanket it and say, well, gosh, it's important for everybody. You all have to do it. Um, but I think, I think it's dependent on the store as well. There was a, a comment that came by on the side also, and when, when you guys were starting at the, the onset, you were, we were saying, well, it, you know, if I ask somebody, hey, David, how would you feel about putting $2,000 down or not putting $2,000 down? I think it becomes relevant in how you ask the question, mm -hmm. that you present it more as a statement rather than asking for somebody, you know, hey, do you want to give me $2,000? No, of course not. I'd rather keep that in my bank account or spend it on a big screen TV. However, if you say, hey, you know, what were you, what were you considering putting down or, or uh, working through it with somebody, I think it becomes more relevant to how you ask. And I think that's also very store dependent on how they train their consultants. <clears throat> Yeah, it, it, thank you, Mike, and it, we, we we're happy to have you on as well, man. I know you've been uh, we've 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 interacted many times on the show, and uh, I know you've been part of uh, some training events here as well. But first time on the show, man. Thank you so much. And I want to go to Pat O'Brien. Pat, Mike mentioned subprime. I know you're you're a finance guru, and subprime is 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 something that you pride yourself in, and obviously that takes a special person because you've got to stay on top of it. Uh, and make sure that you build the relationships uh, with the proper banks. And, you know, we know that downstroke is is necessary, especially with dealing with a customer that's credit challenged. And so let me ask you this, man, because one of the things we threw in the title here because of the season that we're in is, is tax season. I was kind of blown away by a couple of things that uh, statistically, because we do a lot of tax products here during this time. So we're aware of that and we're, we've been on that for years. But um, this year, Preparing for that, we received some statistics that Edmonds put out that, number one, the average tax return in America last year was, that sounded like uh, George Bush, in America, in, the average tax return in America last year was $3,000. That's, that's, that's huge. And then one-third of all people receiving tax returns made an automotive-based purchase. So, Patrick, I mean, you know, in H&R Block, you know, they used to do the rapid refunds, and, but this year they're advertising the same-day same cash, like $3,000 loan. I mean, it's a, it's a business, right, this time of year. So, I mean, how, how, so touch on a couple of things. How important, you know, is it, you know, to, to, to train your people to know how to deal with a customer that would prefer when they walk in with their defenses up to not put money down? How do you get that guard down? And then in this season, how do you take advantage of it? So there's a two-part question, Pat. I'd like you to kind of weigh in on both of those, if you don't mind. And, yeah, and again, also, I thank you guys for having me on the show. I think this is my fourth or fifth time. Mm -hmm. um, your guys' new setup looks amazing, by the way. Um, you know, it, you. it's it's obviously, it's training it, Training comes from the desk, like we've talked about many times. And I've heard people already mention, you know, asking the customer how much they want to put down, what their budget is. I have a totally different mentality on that. I do not ask customers how much money they want to put down. I tell them how much money they need in order to be able to get into the vehicle and get to the payments where we need to be, okay? Mr. Mr. Customer, the banks today require or like to see as much as 20% down for preferred and premium financial programs, okay? The customer's obviously gonna jump out of their chair when we show them $9,000 down, $8,000 down, but then what you do is you kind of coax them through that. Mr. Mr. Customer, the banks do not require 20%. Ideally, that's what they wanna see. I can certainly get you approved with less down payment, 
how close to this number can you actually come? So we already set the expectation properly at the very beginning that they're going to have to put money down. Okay, there is not an option of not putting money down. Now, obviously, that's more prevalent on the subprime side than it is the primary side. But even on a primary deal, you know, you can have great credit if you don't have the income to support an $800 car payment. Guess what? You got to put some money down. Yeah. Okay. And if you don't have money to put down, you may not be able to get that exact vehicle that you're looking to get into. I love it, Dave. I like I like what Patrick said. I know that's music to your ears, and I know we're going to go to Rudy here, but you know. Um, and, we'll get, and, what, and, how do, and then the oh, second ahead, part of that, Dave, which is sure. just going back to that second part, how do we prepare for it is, you know, we should always we should always be prepared regardless if it's tax season, if it's January, if it's November, if it's October. We should always be prepared to let our sales staff and our management staff know that we need to go after the cash down. OK, period, point blank. Yes, we have some great incentives from the, you know, the manufacturers that can help with that problem. However, we also need to make sure that we have everybody is trained, like you said, to know that we need to go get that cash in order to put these car deals together. So I think preparation for tax season is kind of uh, just to prepare for tax season. I think we put you into a failing method uh, when the tax season is over. I think we should prepare all year, every single day to let our customers and our staff know that we need cash down to get these deals done. We could get spoiled, Pat. I mean, Dave, I think, you know, we can get spoiled if we're not careful. We don't train our people right. Something else could happen because there's a lot of people, because of Edmonds, one-third. I mean, that's, that's incredible, right? First of all, average of $3,000. That's huge. Yep. That means that means there's a lot of people getting more than that. Yeah. An average of three grand, then you have one-third of Americans make an automotive-based purchase. So that means by accident, even not even including marketing and being deliberate, they're coming in and they're doing this. So we can get spoiled by thinking that that's the way it, it's going to be. So when tax season's over, if we don't train them properly, then all of a sudden, man, we're in trouble. Yeah. Well, it's huge, you know, and you're right. It was music to my ears, what Patrick was saying. I want to reach through the camera and give him a high five because... Um, you know, the other thing I was thinking as Patrick was laying that out was he was giving us an example of not not only how to go after cash down, but he was also doing it in a way, at, which is really what I would love to share with our dealer audience, doing it in a way that's not intrusive to the customer, right? It's getting behind this idea. that That's the whole thing is being prepared to serve that up in a way where it's not intrusive, it's not offensive, and, and in fact, to the contrary, we're doing the customer a service. And on that note, let's go to Rudy. Rudy, weigh in. Can you hear me right? Hey, David, what's up? Hey, what's, what's up, doing? Rudy? What's going on, guys? I mean, basically, listen, the bottom line is the customer have the money, man, okay? The, the customer has the money. They're just waiting for you to, if you can ask for it or not. You know, nine times out of ten, the customer goes in the box, and the FNI comes out and it gives you two grand, three grand. It's not because he's strong or whatever. There are some guys that are stronger, and I get that, but they just ask for the money, right? Mm -hmm. So it all comes down to basically, are you going to train the salespeople to ask the right questions? The 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 four square. How much put? How much down payment did you put on your last vehicle? You know, most people don't <coughs> ask that question. How much did you saved up? to get this car. And those are realistic questions that all of a sudden you start asking and qualifying the customer and guess what? The money appears. Um, I'm in Brooklyn, so I'm 80% subprime, but uh, we get a lot of downstroke over here. So well, you know we something. have to get the money. Rudy, you, I like what you just said there. And, you know, I mean, that to kind of bring this into the conversation, I know that we can get Mike and Patrick to, to, to kind of weigh in on this because there's going to be a lot of, con I say controversy, a lot of opinions 
on this because we've had shows where we've discussed the four square and that concept. But you just, you know, first of all, man, I want people to know that you are blowing it up with Mitsubishi. You get ready to open a Kia Point, but you know, um, you know, in, in your your car guy. But I love what he said. He said, you know, what's that? That's feedback. That's the rumors, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what little birdie little birdie told me. But you know, I know you're blowing it up. That's not a rumor. That's a fact. And you're you know, and you're doing it with a make that some people want to stay away from, but man, not only that, you're taking it, and uh, I can only imagine what's going to happen with, with Kia. But let me, Pat, you know, Rudy mentioned the Foursquare. I mean, and he talked about questioning, and he went right into that. It was just really automatic. But, I mean, you know, Pat, you know, Mike, you know, Rudy, there's people watching right now that says, oh, man, that's, that's outdated. That's not the way we need to go. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's old school. But, I mean, in reality, talk about that, Mr. Pat O'Brien. And you made it totally disagree. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I, no, I don't. I don't disagree with a Foursquare method. However, I do understand that there are compliance issues that do come into play with a penciled Foursquare. Okay, the first pencil should always come out of your CRM. Period. Point blank. So you don't run into the risk of saying somebody saying, "Okay, you took advantage of so and so. You took advantage of so and so." No, we didn't. Everybody gets the first pencil. Now, when you turn that worksheet over and you got to start working at it. That's when you could start using your four square. That's when you could start using your Sharpie. That's when those things come into play. But every single first pencil that comes off the desk, that comes off the tower, to ensure compliance across the board should always come out of a CRM that has been printed. And it's every single customer gets it every single time the exact same way, period. No exception. That's that's wisdom. That's a, that's a great square Because that's what I started doing. But mm-hmm. there are different methods to it where you don't have to draw a box with you know, lines and work out of each each square. There are some forms out there. Um, Jim Ziegler has a great form on his website that is very much like a four square, but it doesn't look like a four square. It actually has everything written and scripted out for you. Yeah, I think th- those are excellent yeah. points, Patrick. I appreciate that. And you know, another thing that Rudy mentioned a while ago that I just can't let go is he said, look, they have the cash, right? We're just not asking for it. And oftentimes that is the case. They Maybe they have a little more. Maybe it's uncomfortable to stretch it a little bit. But the deal is this, you've got to work cash as a dealership at some point. And the question is, are you working it when the customer's there or are you working it when you have to call them back because you're $800 short on a callback from a bank? Uh, Mike Phillips, weigh in. Yeah, I think that is really, really relevant. As we're sitting talking about this, first off, I, I absolutely couldn't agree with Patrick Moore on the compliance and the printing of the Foursquare. I think that is huge. I think as far as working the cash down, one of the things that we have run into in the past for our sales staff is often when we're going to present cash down, salespeople come from the position, they put themselves in that position. Look, if I were in that position, I wouldn't want to put cash down. So they're uncomfortable or fearful asking for it. I think when Rudy said the the people have the cash, it comes down to a belief system. You have to believe they have the cash and be fearless in asking for it. You know, you talked about to the the average cash, uh, the the average income tax refund being thirty one hundred. One of the the things that we've looked at in in our business, because we deal with with people, when you're dealing with everyone in the full spectrum, one of the things to consider is the earned income tax credit, because that's something where. A lot of times we look at it and say, well, the average is 3000 The average is 3000 You end up with people that are in that higher credit spectrum or higher income positions. There are people right now that are getting six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000 back. And I will tell you, at least from my experience, right now we have people showing up in our stores that have gotten the down payment 
within the last two or three days. Right now, recently, in 2018, the, the thing that we run into is often that frontline salesperson is fearful. Like, you know, Patrick says, oh, I hit him with a, a four square and, and we're explaining to him that they need 9,000 down. I think the salesperson has to be equipped, one, to be fearless in asking, and two, what are the benefits to the customer? You know, the benefits to the customer that they're going to have a lower payment. They can go shorter term. They can buy a, a new car sooner. They can, if they're they can in a credit challenge, <clears throat> they can trade out they can. faster. If they end up in a position that, you know, they're paying through this one, we, I believe it's still that, you know, an auto loan is one of the strongest ways to reestablish somebody's credit that has had credit struggles. So to be able to justify that and present it to them, hey, by getting into this car, then we can, you know, over time, the next 12, 18, 24 yep. months, as long as it's a realistic expectation, we're going to graduate them and keep them in the pipeline going forward also. Sure, sure. Hey, That's uh, been one of our, our strong experiences is, is, you know, then you build that strong referral base. Mm -hmm. Over time, you have people graduating from you know, one level to the next and, and right. so on and so forth. We, thank I think we run about a 40% repeat and referral from stuff like that. Wow. Easy. Strong, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Rudy, let me ask you this. Uh, Joey Book, Joey uh, is a uh, sales sales uh, sales rep in uh, Arkansas at a dealership. He says on Facebook, I have a ton of people coming in to look at two to $5,000 vehicles when reality sets in and they see what kind of money can, what, what money, kind of money can buy. They finance as soon as I offer it to them. Um, what do you have? Maybe, what do you think about that comment? I think it's I think it's great. I mean, I put those traders on the website so we can bring those customers in that had four or five thousand mm -hmm. um, dollars, and be easy. They could switch to a finance deal because once they see the car has you know hundred thousand miles, whatever. Right. Um, they're gonna go. They're gonna go for the better car, right? Once you see that four or five thousand dollar car, and listen. I don't know what Arkansas, but this is Brooklyn, right? So things are a little different here in New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and even what what he said about customers having getting seven, eight thousand dollars, that is true. But they're not going to tell you they have eight thousand dollars in the refund. Well, it's funny. Like, they're coached not. To, it's funny you say that. Coach you not to be. Well, Rudy, I'm, I'm gonna let you. Coach. <laughs> Sorry, man. Go ahead. I want you to finish this, but I want to actually, before you finish it, Mike Hirschfield actually tweeted in, said, when you just ask the customer, this is exactly what you just said, when you ask the customer what they want to put down, they'll tell you they want to put down zero to $500. They won't tell you what they can put down. So go ahead, Rudy. Correct. They're never going to tell you that. They're never going to tell you they have 8000 in their account that I just got. Mm -hmm. They're not. I don't blame Bottom them, right? Bottom line, and listen, at the end of the day, it comes down to people process product, right? If you have good people, you train them the right way, you know, we can't rely <clears> just on the bank, you know, and, and just bury the banks. That's not, that's the always, right? That's what we got in trouble to begin with. So, got to make sure we do the right thing by the bank and put the customer in the equity position somehow. You know, I appraised nine Mitsubishis last Saturday, you know what I'm saying, on, on mm -hmm. B-backs. Wow. So, that has a lot to do with it as well. That's strong, man. Yeah. You know, and, and another thing, you know, I just wanted to touch on it. It's the, you know, when we, when, when we, a lot of, a lot of things that I see that we have issues with, and it starts with the way that people start pre-qualifying consumers when they first get them on the telephone or when they first get the internet opportunity. We're setting the wrong expectations right then and there when we start asking them, how much money do you want to put down? How much money do you have to put down? Because at this point now, the customer is going to go, nothing. I don't want to put a single dollar down because they're never going to tell you that if we had to number unless you work it out of them. But if you start setting them up from the very moment they reach out to your dealership, either through an internet opportunity or through a phone call, 
and you start telling them, ah, well, we have progress. No, we don't. Mr. Mr. Customer, the banks like to see as much as 20% down for preferred and premium financial programs. Mm -hmm. Okay? Now, they're going to talk about that. But we need to set them up from the very beginning so they understand that we're not only doing this to help them, but because this is how it has to be done to ensure that they're able to drive out of here in the car that they love. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. You know, a couple of other points that I'd like to bring up, and we'll go to Mike Phillips, but, you know, I can't help but think about the salespeople and, again, equipping them to handle this the way that Patrick is right now, kind of walking us through it. But, uh, you know, one of the things I think that salespeople need to kind of really internalize is that when we approach that cash down issue with the customer, that we separate the dealership from the lender. In other words, you know, uh, Patrick kind of touched on it, but, hey, most of the major banks like to see this, right? They want to see you in an equitable position. What I want to do for you is I want to be able to go to the lenders with all our strength and power as a dealership and get the best terms possible. Now, cash down will help us do a couple things. It'll help us get better terms. It'll give you more equity. It'll get you the lower payments you're looking for. How can we set this up and propose this to get the best benefit for you with our lenders? Could we? Could you do $8,000 down today to make that happen? Let's talk about that, Mike. Mike? When you're saying, could you do it? One of the things, I, no, I'm here. I'm just thinking as, as we're processing through it, I think one of the things when it comes to training, we talk a lot about, well, how does it benefit, you know, getting the deal approved with the lender? Uh, how do we lean on them as a third party? What's the benefit to the customer? Just as a thought, I'm sitting here and, and sorry, as you were going to me, this thought was passing through my brain. With any training, one of the things that is significantly beneficial is, people tune in to WIIFM, right? What's in it for me? Mm -hmm. And I think when we're approaching for the sure. training for cash down, what's in it for the salesperson? What's the benefit to the salesperson? Well, by talking to the person about having additional cash down and what the benefits are, the salesperson has the opportunity to make more car deals. It, it allows them to get their deal done more quickly. It allows them to be more efficient with it because they know exactly what they're working with. Then that translates to the bank. Hey, the bank's willing to, you know, do this deal. It creates a better overall customer experience. Customer goes and brags on the salesperson, what a great person they were. Oh my gosh, when nobody else could get me approved, when no one else could get this done, these guys got me into a brand new Mitsubishi or a brand a new to me, you know, Lexus from 2013 right. or whatever that may be. And then it creates creates better referrals and long-term customer retention also because of the experience you're creating so uh, I, forgive me but that's where my head was at is it's well if we're training the salespeople, what's the benefit to them to present it this way you know what, what what's the reason you're going to go talk to the customer about the cash down here's why you're going to say it this way here's what you need to do here's the benefit by when the, the deal gets done and the customer's excited about it, that they're going to go tell all their friends and their neighbors and they're going to be driving this nice new, you know, car, truck, van, SUV. Mike, so Mike. I, I think there's a, kind of a different angle. Yeah, you're yeah. you're spot on. You know, that what it brings me back to, Dave, is talking about it a few minutes ago about, you know, we're working the customers for cash down, whether it's while they're there, before the deal, or after the deal. I mm -hmm. think I think every finance manager, when they get a deal that's $700 short, should call everybody into the sales office and say, hey, we're $700 short on this deal. Here's all the circumstances. We've got a customer that put $200 down or $1,000 down. 
Here was an opportunity to make all of this happen. This is why we work towards cash down, because now we either have to cut the deal or let or cut the deal loose and unwind the deal. So, you know, to me, it's a really a coachable training opportunity each and every time that that occurs. And you can spin it in a way that makes it a boost for the salespeople so that they don't miss another deal at yeah. that dealership because of that. Yeah. And, and Rudy, let me go to you. I mean, your question, I, mean, I want to kind of change it or kind of add this into the dynamic. I mean, let's look at make. Let's look at... Um, you know, let's look at co-op, let's look at marketing, let's look at, I know you're a Mitsubishi guy, and used car. I mean, is there, are there, are, is it, I mean, is this, is, is this season for tax and the season with money down, is it, is it, are you in a, at an advantage? Is there, are there tricks in, in, that, that dealers can do with certain makes even, you know, with their marketing? Rudy? Absolutely. I mean, listen, some guys are waiting for March, right, to make the first drop. I dropped the first week of January. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm already, I'm already getting the hang of it, and customers are already coming in because I dropped way, way ahead of everybody. So I'm not going to wait until the refunds get there because mm-hmm. you know how it works. Mail's there. The mail's there. Eventually, when that check comes, hey, guess what? My mail is there, so they're going to come to me right. okay, with that down payment because right. I specifically send it for that down payment. So, yeah, I think this year is going to be – a way, way better year in the car business, especially for those who like to be ahead of the game. Um, listen, I'm not a know-it-all, but I got it down to a science, right? Prices, like I said, if you train you guys, my guys are trained, down payment means front end. For mm-hmm. them, they, these guys are aggressive, so they're going to ask you for a down payment because they know that they're front. That's the reason why I pay them that way because they want to maximize the front end, and they know without down payment equals no money. So that's also a strategy that I use as well. That's good. Yeah, that's crushing go, it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go. Uh, let's go over to Patrick uh, and give you just an opportunity <clears throat> to respond. There's been a couple comments. Why don't you go ahead and weigh in, Patrick? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said earlier in the call, you know, if you're just now preparing yourself for tax season and your people aren't prepared, it doesn't matter how much money the customer is getting back on their tax return. If the if your if your sales staff, if your managers, if they don't know how to ask for it. They're not going to get it anyway, just like they did in the earlier in the year, later in the year. It's the same thing. But another thing that a lot of people well, can't are you Pat? Can't you tee up the tax season comes wrong? Pat, can't you tee up the can, can't you actually tee up the dealer next to you? I mean, like in other words, Pat. I mean, if somebody has down, if somebody's got five grand back, they, they, you know, they got five grand back. They can buy a car from anybody on dealer row. I mean, if you handle it wrong exactly. and don't know how to ask for it, can't you, in, in all essence, really tee up the guy next to you? You know, he, he'll send you a I mean, he'll yeah, send you a basket of fruit. Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. We we could be we could be we could be the hardest working people for our competitors if we're not careful and we don't do it properly. Yeah. I mean, realistically, you know, the, the numbers still show that people visit one point what is it one point three dealerships before they buy a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So realistically, we need to make sure that our people are trained so that when they get into the dealership, they buy that car from us. The only reason they don't, the only reason that three comes into play, is because we piss them off somewhere in the process. Hmm. And they go down the street and go somewhere else. Didn't handle it right. Okay. But another thing people have to make sure during tax season, the only thing that I think is the main preparation for tax season is your inventory. Hmm. You have to make sure you have the right inventory on your lot, especially, especially during tax season because of the influx of down payment that we do see from people. So we need to make sure that we pay attention to not only the kind of inventory we have, okay, but then the kind of inventory that our lending partners actually want 
to buy the paper for. Man, so there's I've... a few different things to prepare for tax season that you have to be ready and you have to be mindful of. Yeah, I am so glad that you brought that up, Patrick, because I was thinking about that earlier and then I forgot it. And uh, I'm so glad you brought that up because that is, that's huge. Preparing, Dave, for those clients when you know you're going to get an influx, you've got to have cars there that actually work for what you know you're about to experience. Let's go back to Mike yeah, Phillips and uh, let's talk about the shortening of the season because we used to be able to milk this thing for months, Dave. Yeah. Now, now the people who are getting the money back, they have the they're ability. They're savvy, man. They yeah, know what they're doing. They have the ability to get it they back are. quick. It's like so, mistletoe. They're holding it over your head. Yeah, if you want to yeah, kiss, yeah. you got to get under it, baby. That's, that's right. So <laughs> let's talk about the short season, Mike. Uh, um, has, it, has, has it gotten shorter? Is the window smaller? I, I, I don't think that it is. I, I think it's all in the approach. You know, Patrick brought up earlier, he, he was saying, he says, well, you have to prepare for it and, and do it all year long. It's how you train your people. It's a culture. It's, it's the ongoing conversation about cash down. We view tax season in the auto industry like, like it's Christmas. It's like mm -hmm. the holiday season, right? Well, when do they start preparing for Christmas? I think it's like July now. Right after July 4th, <laughs> right. people start marketing for Christmas. So right. if, if that's our view in automotive, I think that if you take a long-term approach with training your people and, and talking about it, yeah, certainly we're, we're going to have a higher propensity to have cash down during tax season in that February or March, but the, the reality too is the people that are, are filing right away, you know, as soon as they get those W-2s, late January, February, March, are, are the people that are getting those refunds anyway. People that aren't getting refunds or are getting smaller refunds, I know, I, you know, myself, I will hedge on it a little bit to make sure that I'm getting all my deductions, all of the, all of the things out of the way and that I can maximize re my refund. So I, I don't know that the tax season is shorter, I think potentially maybe you're talking to a different demographic of person the longer that you wait you know i, I agree with with rudy earlier also where he was saying hey he starts hitting his stuff in in january you know early on in january we we formerly were we're an independent so we do all use but previously we were an isuzu and suzuki dealer and Ooh. so i think we shared that mentality with mitsubishi yeah if you know how that worked out yeah it'd be or you could sell or you could sell like you know, leprosy or something like that. That might, that might be the only right, thing right. worse. <laughs> right. But, right. But, but the thing is, when you, you get to, you know, it's still a new car. And people that are excited when they get that cash down can still buy a new car. So I, I can see, you know, exactly where Rudy's coming from and, and how he's preparing for it. He's, he's on that okay. earlier train on the cutting edge saying, okay, well, Here's why we're prepped for it, and here's why they're doing well in Mitsubishi, in my opinion. Yeah, thank That's good, you. Mike. Thank you, Mike. That makes a lot of sense, brother. Yeah. It makes a lot. And you know, if you can do it with Isuzu and Suzuki, right. you can pretty much do it with anything, right? I mean, that's and that, that's. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> that's right. So I I think we have a uh, I think we have a caller on the line. Uh, Lou, are you able to patch it through? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Hey, you you are on the air with Auto Dealer Live. Who do we have on the line? Tony D. Tony D. <laughs> Tony D. Might know a little something about cash down and working deals with banks. So, hey, Tony, thanks for, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? My, my pleasure. I actually walked out of teaching F&I school, had to turn it over to my Dave here. I got a text message to say they're talking cash down on ADL. Get in on this. <laughs> so, so, and one day, with, one day when I can afford them, I want to hire Patrick. And Patrick knows that, by the way. Uh -oh. So, so what? When I first got onto the show, uh, it, I was a little bit late. Cribs, you were talking about, hey, what do we do 
when when we have a bank and we got a call back and we don't have enough cash and yeah we can talk about cash to the customer and yeah we don't want to do it on the back side but let's go to the reality of sometimes it's on the back side i know that some people are going to take the approach and just say hey man you need a thousand fifteen hundred dollars cash down or, or or you know you can't buy a car well we don't want to chase the customer off there's a chance that we might be able to get a different car financed with the down payment the customer has but the customer wants a, a nicer car typically, but they don't have that amount of money and we need an additional 5,000, 1,500, grand. A great way to bring that to your customers is use the word flexibility. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, looks like we have a way that we can possibly go. Um, you know, where are you more flexible, in your down payment money or in your vehicle? Mm -hmm. and, and really put it to them that way. They said, well, I only have 500. Great, with 500, we got something taken care of for you. Or, and I really don't want to get into a lot of details over the phone or in the internet. I like to get those people into the dealership. And when we show them the car that they can get for their down payment money, they're not going to like it. And we just explain to them, where are you more flexible? If you have some flexibility in your down payment, um, you know, you can uh, you can get a little bit nicer car. If you this is all the money that you have, you need to be flexible in your car. Where are you more flexible? It's a great way to approach it and keep it friendly and nice. And now it's not our fault, the dealership, salesperson, business manager's fault that we couldn't get the entirely too much vehicle approved for their minimal down payment. Mm -hmm. Let's go the other way. Another quick point I wanted to make, and this is kind of tagging off of something Patrick brought up, in, in, from the F&I perspective, be very, very careful about talking about the banks give preferential treatment to 20% down. You, two things, that's not always 100% accurate, and you don't want to chase them off to their own bank or credit union. But another way to go that's co totally verifiable, why don't you Google search how much money to put down on a car? Most of the websites say 20%, some say 10% plus TT&L. Utilize, utilize social media and all the information the customers already know. Hey folks, I'm sure you've done your research. As you know, it is recommended to put 20, 25% down on the purchase of a new vehicle, on the vehicle you're buying here, that'd be $7,500. Were you planning on doing that or a little bit more? and utilize what they can verify, not what the banks they can't verify. It's working very, very well, especially in the, uh, in the subprime market. Those people are doing a lot of investigation also. So a couple awesome. of different things. Flexibility and investigation <clears throat> can work in our favor for cash down. Thank you, Tony. Man, yeah, I appreciate you. what Tony said. I'm very specifically, you do not tell. It is, it is very, you have to be very specific when you mention these things to the customers, like Tony said. The banks do not require. They like to see because we all know that a 80% LTV deal is going to get you a better, it's going to get you a better program. It's going to get you a better rate. It's going to get you a better deal. Okay, then a 95, you know, so forth and so on. Or if right. you're way over at 110 and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the lower the LTV, that's where it's coming in. So, you, you know, you definitely want to be careful about saying anything that the bank requires. Because the yeah. banks don't require anything. Right.
They don't require anything. If you've got it, you don't have to put it down. Again, we're talking. Again, we're talking. For preferred and premium financial programs. Yeah, I love it. Again, we're talking about communication. See, everything that it, this is what I want to point out to our listeners here. We're talking. Listen, communication goes a long way. Training, teaching your people, and that's with anything, man. If you don't, you know, you can jack up a one call, call car funeral if you don't know how to say it right. Like I just like stammered and stuttered. Hey, we've got a few minutes. So what we're gonna do? We're gonna go around Robin here and give you guys each three or four minutes. We're gonna let you guys say whatever you want, unbridled. I'm gonna start with Rudy. Rudy T, man, first of all, again, blowing it up in Brooklyn, brother. I love you, man. You've got, you, 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 you're such an inspirational line, man. Um, we, we become friends here, and I appreciate you coming on the show. First time of many, my friend. And um, give us your closing remarks, whatever it is you want to say. Just take a liberty there, man. And how did you get that palm tree up in New York, that palm tree behind you? How did you get a palm tree up there? I don't understand how that happened. <laughs> And always see you guys, you know, all positive stuff, no negativity over here. So, you know, and I try to encourage my guy that always try to see positive in the deal. You know, there's so many FNIs, so many managers are negative and, you know, hey, don't, no, you got nothing, this and that. Listen, work every deal, submit the deal to the bank, let the bank make the decision and work the deal. And to what Tony said, the reason why I'm selling a lot of Mitsubishi is because, yeah, they have $500, you put your ass, they're going to drive a Mitsubishi. Okay, if they want a BMW, you got to cough up the money. Everybody wants to drive BMW, but at the end of the day, you got to pay for it, right? So, Beamer, yes, you want Mercedes, no problem. And you'd be surprised, they come up with the five grand real quick, okay? Mm. But, you know, for the most part, I have, you're only as good as your team, right? So, mm-hmm. I have the strongest yep. team right now I've ever had. You know, I, I'm not saying I know it all. Like I said to you, I've been doing it 15 years. So, I like to say that I got it down to the science. Um, Nothing but positive stuff, and uh, 2018 is going to be one of the best years. I mean, don't sleep on Mitsubishi, guys. Read the reviews, okay? They are coming a long, long way. So this is going to be one of the biggest years, and I'm just glad to be part of it. Absolutely. Well, you're killing it, man. Thank you so much. That's uh, El Patron, Rudy T., General Manager of Brooklyn Mitsubishi. I appreciate it. El Patron stays for the boss, okay? Not the killer. (laughs) Come on, the boss, Rudy T., GM of Brooklyn Mitsubishi. Thank you, man, for hanging out with us. Yeah, and uh, let's go to Mike Phillips. Let's go to Mike Phillips for closing comments. Yeah, I think uh, really good show, really good conversation. Thank you guys for having me on the on the show. I'm really honored to to do that and, and participate in the conversation. I think, as with anything, when we're talking about taxes and down payment, uh, it comes down to training and the culture of the store. I, I also think your, your comment earlier about communication, I think that's huge. We have to remember that communication is, you know, it's the, the communication is based on the receiver and not the person giving it. Mm-hmm. And so as, as I'm sitting listening to the other guys chatting, you know, Tony D calling in and so forth, the, the semantics and the words that they use, uh, Patrick, when he was saying, you know, hey, they, they, it's not a requirement, but the words that I'm using, I'm saying they like to see it. Or Tony D, when he made the comment about the 7,500, or were you thinking about a little bit more? I think it's really important to think about the things that we're saying yeah. when it comes to things, especially such as, you know, cash down and it, it really any any training, you know, sales process. And there, there are so many different facets in this industry to venture off and train on. So. Man. Uh, I, you know, really good show, really good topic. Uh, I enjoyed being on here today with you guys. Mike Phillips, and first time of many as well, digital marketing and business development executive at McCloskey Motors. I appreciate it, my friend. 
Let's go to Pat O'Brien. We'll get Pat closing remarks. Um, guys, just, you know, thank you. This is, like I said, this is a, about a fourth or fifth time, and the show's always great. The topics are always great. The panels are always great. Um, you know, I want to use this time first, not, not necessarily to give any necessarily closing remarks on this. I wanted to give a few shout-outs to a few people. Um, first and foremost, Dan Mason. Um, Dan Mason's the one that brought me over. Uh, recruited me out of Atlanta here to Wichita, Kansas, to come work here at Eddie's and uh, you know run the internet team here. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to my internet team. Um, they have taken everything that I'm implementing uh, in stride, um, and they're really, really, really the reason that we're doing um, even better than they were before. So I want to make sure they're they're all listening. So I want to make sure that they they know and that everybody hears that you know i'm very proud of them i'm thankful for dan mason i also want to give a shout out to um miss bobby hare and my girlfriend as you guys know um and may you may not know but bobby is actually moving on to uh, uh opening up her own consulting and uh training company um so guys anybody out there who really needs some process training and or uh, crm implementation or sales effectiveness reach out to Bobby because Bobby is by far one of the very best in this business and she is the secret mastermind uh, to the numbers that we're starting to achieve here at Eddie's uh, Chevrolet Cadillac in Wichita. So guys, thank you so much. Everybody that joined in on the show uh, from the sidebar comments to, uh, you know, Tony D calling in. I really appreciate you guys and uh, everybody make sure that you reach out to some of these people on social media. They have been a very, very helpful uh, source for me and they're they're all willing to be a helpful source for all of you guys as well awesome thank you yeah, so much thank pat you. Thank, thank you guys thank you everyone appreciate everyone being on and uh we guys have a wonderful weekend so let's wrap the show up david and talk about let's read some comments man yeah first of all bobby is awesome we know bobby yeah. um and uh incredible incredible um you know incredible individual and um so yeah we'll run that in a minute lou so let's just read it bobby Heron and see great leadership uh, glad to hear uh, you about your team also. Thank you for the shout out. <laughs> She's going to start a Facebook Live shortly to officially announce. Make sure you check that out with Bobby. Let's move on down here. Uh, Tim Jackson in Colorado. What's up, Tim? Hey, Bobby Heron is on. The program is good. That's all I'm saying. I want to shout out to Michael Tiggs for watching John Ruswick, John Fixie. Uh, let's look at some other comments here. I wanted to read earlier from Kevin Campbell and some other folks. Uh, Jose uh, Trigoros, uh, overpriced inventory now must be prepared. Aaron Scarborough had a really good comment. Be their friend and make them realize what you're saying is in their best interest. Hashtag people skills Hello. with a Z. Uh, let's read a couple more. Jeremy Lewis, your profit is made when you buy your inventory. Great one. Amanda Ryan at the sales, people believe in what's in the, uh, what's in the training. It will transfer to the customer. Kevin Campbell, then I'll let you uh, read some here. Sometimes you just need to teach customers how the math works teach them that's the key not jam it down your throat or expect them to know use a calculator how about that man for a novel idea to show them why their offer slash payment expectation is unreasonable not that they are a moron not that they should know and are you crazy right but to show them why it's unreasonable hashtag it's math every one thousand dollar down you haven't heard this in a long time kevin great point great point I've always used to hear this. You don't hear it as much anymore. Every $1,000 down will lower your payment approximately $20, $20 with a prime interest rate. That's incredibly true. And a little more on a lease, by the way. Yeah. What's up? Why don't you, read some, the term. Why don't you read some? What you got? You got some in there? Anything that sticks um, out? I, I'm, or kinda, anything that sticks I'm, out? I'm a little lost in there, but one of, the points, <laughs> the one of the points I wanted to make, though, was, you know, we just heard, Dave, from a round table almost of mm-hmm. experts in this area, right? Yeah. And they delivered. We heard Tony D. We heard uh, Patrick deliver. 
you know, dialogue that you would present to a customer. And they yeah. did it with confidence and they did it and made sense. It wasn't intrusive. And I want to encourage those who... Uh, Write it down. We, make it a word yeah, track, man. Because all we need to do is transfer that mm -hmm. into each and every salesperson, right? So right. if you're in management, make that happen. But if you're in if you're in sales and you... And, and I know sometimes salespeople, Dave, they're a little uncomfortable. Like we talked about it earlier, right? Yeah. It's not that comfortable to ask for the money down. Oh, so, no, sorry. So they're a little uncomfortable. But Tony D, do you think he was uncomfortable? Not only was he unco not uncomfortable, but... He was uh, confident, and he was sold, and it seemed like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, right? Yeah. So we have to get that into our, you know, system. So that Look, we can part of that's experience, guys, and so we're not we're pretending like that. You know, experience doesn't bring that. You yeah. know, doing it something over and over again, it does. Yeah. But however, there always is a first time, and there's always a comfort zone that you have to stretch to, to yeah. get outside of. And I can tell you that even though those of us are comfortable doing certain things, whenever I stretch and grow and go into new arenas and new territories, there's still that discomfort and it never yeah. goes away as long as you're moving Million forward. Percent. So Million there's percent. no other way to do it. Um, what a great, great, great show. Great hey, listen, one more time. We're going to end the show. We're going to run a short 30-second clip on an event that's coming up. If you are a millennial, if you are in the Central Florida, North Florida, or you're in Georgia, somewhere where you want to get to Orlando, it won't cost you anything other than quickly RSVPing because there's only 150 seats. And by the way, I'm not responsible for filling them. I'm just giving a little bit away to some of my friends. It's Influence Orlando. It's going to be an entrepreneur and uh, event for millennials. I guess that millennial, you know, it pretty much just encompasses a lot of, uh, of age groups. I'm keynote speaking, and it's going to be, it's not automotive, it's just business, and these guys are movers and shakers. They will fill the room up by tomorrow because they've, they've, already, they've got a huge network of people. It's Influence Orlando, and I'm going to give away 10 tickets. It's free anyway, but you have to have a ticket. So if you want to get in, I promise you it will not hold. The fire code will not let it hold more than 150. It's an intimate event. It's in Orlando. And if you're going to Digital Dealer, it is actually the, the day the Digital Dealer ends. It's that evening. It's on April 12th at 645. It's at the Orlando Museum of Art. And we're going to show a quick promo here. Dave, if you're cool with that, man, we're going to end with the promo. Are you good with it? I'm good with it, man. Hey, make sure you DM us on Facebook hey, if I, you'd like to have one of those seats. Can I say one thing real yeah, quick before yeah. we go to that video? Sure can. Um, Dave, today is Thursday. Monday, Monday and Tuesday, I'll be at Clearwater at the Teach of the Beach with Jim Ziegler's event, the yes. Internet Battle Plan. So mm -hmm. go to Internet Battle Plan to find out more about that. But um, your event is April 12th. It's at the 16th. night. Now, Digital Dealer is the 10th, ends, 11th, 12th? Yeah, it ends like at halfway through the 12th. It's, okay. so it's in Orlando. So if you're there, you're there the 10th, 11th, and 12th. Stay an extra day. It's or kind of a no-brainer. Like it's you, a no-brainer. If you're going to Digital Dealer, you just need to plan on being yeah, there. Yeah. And, but, 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 but you, you got to do it now, right? But you, yeah. If you want one of the 10 seats, then come on. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, that's, you know, just, just DM, DM, DM. There you go. Come on. So uh, go ahead and... Uh, Make that happen. All right. We'll see you guys. Cool. We'll see you guys very soon. Pop it, Luke.